see, my dark secret is that I take the phone. It's on vibrate still, but I put it on my chair, like basically under my thigh. So it mutes everything. Oh but my then God. I also get this nice sensation. Wow. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, let me. The, the, this is this is the real shit podcasting was. It it really is. Like, mm-hmm. I'm learning so much. People think it's a glamorous life, but it really mostly just sitting on your phone. Yeah, literally. Thank you for tuning in to Gay Space Rocks, the Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. I don't know if you got that from the description of the episode. I know we can make it a little esoteric or, you know, but that's what we're here to do. Uh, I am your host, Brian. You can find me on the Internet at Roomware Pod and you can find the the podcast on the Internet at Gay Space Pod with me, as always, is my co-host, August. Hello, I'm August. I thought we were going to time.is, so I had it open in a tab and everything, but foolish me, I forgot that Brian (laughs) doesn't use (laughs) Brian doesn't use a fucking clap because he's a heathen who's just like, "Eh, I'll just line it up based on the Craig backup, which is probably way more than our podcast audience really wants to know or care about us but anyway you can find me i straight up didn't realize we hadn't clapped (laughs) oh my god brian (laughs) i'll line it up anyways i'll give a shit anyway i'm august (laughs) you can find me on the internet at harpy dora on twitter uh you can find my other podcast that i do at ftl cast and also at roomware pod because there's no separate thing for dumb kids playing hero and also my pronouns are they them in retrospect i should have started an individual twitter for that show but i didn't and now it's too late um and i already have like four twitter accounts linked to my my account on my phone so at this point i'm it's too many can't go back uh too much twitter it's fucking mood the um let's see uh well it's uh New week, we're watching, this week we're watching episodes uh, 10 through 12, uh, Steven's Lion, Arcade, was it Arcade Mania? Yes. Uh, and uh, Giant Woman. Oh um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, August, have you watched any cartoons this week? And by cartoons, I just mean media, I guess? Um, well, I have actually been watching a cartoon uh, because... Oh my god, are you about to shut us down? <laughs> um, as may or may not have been picked up on Discord, but was definitely picked up on my waveform, yeah. um, I am indeed ratting us out because uh, I have been watching, uh, well, re-watching, which is me telling on myself, uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. 
Uh, why, which, why, are you, why is Anya so ashamed of this? I don't know. Like, it's not like we're fucking watching Homestuck fan-made videos or anything. Jesus. But... <laughs> I just feel like I'm gonna get judged August, August says, looking at the bookmarks on their fucking YouTube page. Man, I've got no shame. You should know this by now. But, yeah, so I've been revisiting uh, Friendship is Magic with Anya, and uh, honestly... Is it, like, on Netflix? Yeah. A uh, whole okay. series seems to be. So, um, it, like, holds up pretty decently. The things that I originally thought were distressing about it are still distressing about it and have not aged well, but I am <laughs> In fact, not... It become more distressing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not finding anything more, uh, upsetting yet. We're only, like, halfway through the first season, though, so... Yeah, I tried to watch. I've tried to watch My Little Pony a number of times because, like, I'm like, this is probably fine. And every time I watch, it, I'm like, this is fine. It's just not. It, n- I try and watch a few episodes. It just doesn't grip me. I get. I don't know why. Because it, uh, it should be my shit, you know. Well, I watch dumber, shittier cartoons. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, were you trying to watch it when it first came out, or have you been trying to watch it and get into it in subsequent years? I tried to watch it when it first came out and subsequently. You know, okay, I've probably like tried two or three times to get okay. into it. Yeah, I I do feel like it's very much a product of its time. Um, like, I do not, I do not see how somebody nowadays would necessarily like if it came out now it would not have the same sort of cultural impact it had but yeah i mean back in the day i I don't understand what sorry i was like when did my little pony come out it didn't come like i'm like it didn't come out that long ago it came out a decade ago yeah what the fuck yeah holy shit we're old my dude (laughs) No, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this shit. It had nine seasons? Yeah. Fuck me. The last BronyCon was in 2019. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. They wouldn't have had one this year. Yeah, but it was like, even before the pandemic hit, they, they said, okay, 2019 BronyCon is it. We're done here. <laughs> Lock it up. Lock up the corral. <laughs> yep. Close Bernie the barn. Done. Close the barn door and kids, we're done. Um cool. Well I'm glad it's I'm glad it's holding up. Uh isn't isn't terrible. God, what the fuck? Anyways, um <laughs> I feel pained. Uh I've been watching the Owl House. I know I need to uh, watch that. It's pretty, you also, you need to watch other, there's so many things you need to watch, August, (laughs) but you're watching My Little Pony. The, uh... (laughs) My Little Pony and, uh, Creepypasta and, um, true crime videos on YouTube. I'm I'm confused as to how you've convinced Anya to rewatch My Little Pony with you, but Anya has not had the force of will to get you to watch through She-Ra yet. Um, it's not a matter of, like... Me convincing Anya, we were we were watching something else that referred to My Little Pony, and after watching that, Anya was like, "I kind of want to watch this," and I'm like, "Oh, hey, it's oh, on Netflix." Oh, I see. It's you happen to be watching something that referenced My Little Pony. 
the uh-huh. the intention had not been to watch that to get Anya interested. It was because I was genuinely interested in what this video had to say. That's fair. No, it's cool. Um, I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> eh, I mean, I deserve it. Wait, the final... Sorry, I just looked at this Wikipedia page again. <laughs> the final episode was in 2019. This show only ended last year? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought they had moved on to the fucking ridiculous and, like, horrifying high school thing. Didn't they do a one where they're all, like, weird human-shaped horse people? It, it was a... That's not to say that I don't think... Hu- human-shaped horse people are fine. Just the animation style of that show was horrifying It to was. Me. It was very specifically meant to capture, like, the Bratz dolls audience because they're Those very... Those are also horrifying to me. I'm just saying, like, it was done with intent. It wasn't, it like, was a completely random thing to... Uh, it wasn't a completely random thing to to draw the characters that way. Uh, it was all about uh, selling those toys. But no, yeah, I, I get that. I just don't think like I thought that that show replaced Friendship is Magic. I I don't know that Equestria Girls was ever like a show. I thought it was always like one off shit. Like they had like three or four movies. I know I've seen Oh, the... I thought it was a series. Well, Maybe it was just movies. Yeah, I think it was just I'm movies. I'm not going to... I could open the Wikipedia page and figure it out, but I, I've already been... I've gone too far, too deep, deeper <laughs> than I wanted to and feel... feel. I feel like the fucking... Like the, the light from the Ark of the fucking Covenant has hit me and I'm melting. <laughs> Anyways, so... Um... But you should watch The Alhouse. It's really cute. Uh, it's very good. It does it, in thirteen episodes. It's done a uh, a great job of like really fleshing out some characters. Uh, it's an explicitly gay show on the Disney Disney uh, XD. I guess is that what's still the kid Disney the cartoon Disney the one men for kids. I think it's called still called Disney XD. I think so too. Um, so that's nice. Uh, Seems seems like a cool little show. Uh, in the most recent, in the uh, the uh, prom dance episode, uh, you can see where they just like loaded the entire budget animation budget for the entire season into a shotgun and blew it at one scene, and it's great. Wow. <laughs> like they kick up the frame because I think like aren't most most cartoons I think are what around twenty are are cartoons no, in twenty four frames are they they're, they're less. usually twelve that are doubled up to twenty four. Okay. Yeah. And so this one feels either like a full uh either a full twenty four frames or it's like maybe more frames. No, it's probably full twenty four frames because Miyazaki movies are full twenty four frames, right? Mm-hmm. And like Akira is, yeah, it's got that level of fluidity to it that 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 those sort of like that sort of thing does. Yeah. Um, and it's like for a, it's a, for a, a dance sequence and it's great. It's a good choice. That's where all the money needed to go. Um, and I mean that not sarcastically. It was, it was great. I loved it. It's adorable. Um, so watch that show. Uh, there's no Steven Universe news from what I can tell. Uh, there is Steven Universe cursed content. There's a lot. Yeah. Wait, 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 what's yours? The, the thing that you linked me to the other day. Oh, yeah, the weird SpongeBob Garnet. Thanks, Reddit. 
Thank you, Reddit user. Zinoyan. Z-I-N-Y-A-O-N. You posted Garnet, but made out of Spongebob. See, it wouldn't be so cursed if it weren't explicitly uh, under a post titled Spongebob, but make it lesbian. Make it lesbian. <laughs> Like, that's, that's like the nail in the coffin for me, because I do not want this. I want none of this, but I especially don't want any of this with Spongebob, but make it lesbian. <laughs> uh, Reddit has not been fruitful for me to mine content from at all. It just it only supplies me with fan art, which is fine, but not, you know, necessarily worth talking about. People talking about wouldn't it be cool if and it's like okay that's still not news and this is the only thing that i've ever sent you from reddit so far (laughs) um one day we need to like if we hit like a patch of episodes that are just like fucking nothing burgers uh we should dive deep into like the annals of tumblr yeah I feel like that's where the mine, is, the gold is, but it's like a, it's a, tr- it's a, a treacherous mine, like one we must descend into, and may not come back from. Well, I mean, a bunch of the porn is probably gone, but the main part is, yeah, I would have I to. I keep running into that on Twitter. Jesus, like, I have a filter set up just so I don't have to see gym titties while I'm at work. <laughs> And then people just don't, I guess because it's a dead, like, not a dead fandom, you know, but, like, there's no new content coming out, so there's not a lot of eyes on it. Or maybe people are just lazy, but no one tags they're not safe for work shit, so it's just like, boom, an ass, and I'm like, fuck, I'm at work. (laughs) I should know better by now, but I'm bored. Eh. So, so I guess we'll get into our episodes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, first off, this week, uh, I didn't have the wiki pulled up. Um, first off, this week is episode 10, Stephen's Lion. The official synopsis is Stephen makes friends with a magical lion, but can't quite tell why it likes him. Which I guess is yeah, it's close. It's in the ballpark of the plot. Yeah. Um... So the uh, so the episode starts with the gems trekking their way through the desert. Um, it's there's a number of sandstone columns that are around. Uh, they are hunting down. Do they say the desert glass initially? I don't think that they do, but they're searching for the desert glass, which is what's causing all of these columns and stuff and all of the shifting happening. Uh, Steven is very hot because he's a human being for the most part, and this is a desert. Um, he. The gems leave him behind to go look for the desert glass. He kind of, like, takes sort of a nap and wakes up to find a giant pink lion approaching him. He's initially scared of it, uh, but the lion is uh, gives up on interest of Steven very quickly, and Steven uh, pets him as though lion is just a regular stray cat uh, and not a menacing uh, giant creature that could swallow him whole. Uh, he pets the lion, they have a good time, the gems finally arrive back after defeating the desert glass, uh, Pearl is giving Amethyst a hard time about not bubbling it, um, and they're like, oh my god, a lion, Steven, get away from it, (laughs) he's like, no, this is my pet now, and they're like, that's not how that works, 
That's a lion. <laughs> you missed the part. You missed the part where he explicitly was like, here, put my head in your mouth really Ow. quick. <laughs> Complete disregard for this thing that is still ostensibly a wild fucking animal. Um, the gems are finally convinced to bring Lion back with them. <clears throat> um, Steven and Amethyst are taking a nap when they hear some scratching at the door. Uh, it happens to be Lion. Uh, and so Steven and Lion go outside to play for a while. Uh, Lion is not interested in playing with Steven, or at least not interested in playing with Steven and the way that Steven wants to play with Lion. Um, Lion keeps trying to, uh, get back inside of the house, and finally Steven's like, oh, you must be hungry, so they go to Fish Stew Pizza, where Steven brags about his lion. Uh, everyone's like, well, we gotta see this, and then Lion has disappeared on him. He returns to the house to find Lion trying to get into the house and discovers that Lion did, in fact, not want to hang out with Steven, but wanted at the desert glass. Uh, Steven gets real angry and throws it out the door. It lands on the beach where it activates again. Um, shit goes crazy. Uh, Steven jumps into the sandstorm to try and uh, take down the desert glass, uh, but cannot climb the tower that the desert glass builds around itself falls but lion catches him steven realizes oh lion didn't want to uh didn't want to take the desert glass it was there to protect him and everyone else from the desert glass so lion and steven combine their abilities and by combine their abilities i mean lion does all of the work <laughs> uh and defeat the desert glass uh steven keeps lion as a pet the end um this so. is a cute this is cute. <laughs> My very first note here uh-huh. is in all capital letters with like six exclamation points. Kitty! <laughs> My <laughs> by comparison, my first my first note here is Stephen is a goober. <laughs> he is a goober, and I do find it really cute the way in which he's like crawling in the desert and is like, this is how you're supposed to walk through the desert. It's just, you know, it it's so endearing. He's adorable. It's true. He like, he's he just imitate. Like he's like, ah, oh, this is the, all the media I've shown is, you know, this is how the thing, this is how the things work. Um, the I also like at the beginning of this episode, but uh, a, a sort of a thing that we're going to see, I guess, kind of running through these episodes and for a little while, I think, honestly, um, we see like this uh, conflict between uh, Amethyst and Pearl sort of building and slowly coming to a head. Which yeah. Is interesting. Um, yeah, I mean. I definitely feel like a large part of that stems from the way that that Pearl seems to be super clinging on to like Jim heritage and Jim history um just and being very unwilling it seems to let go of the past meanwhile Amethyst is just like I don't give a fuck <laughs> Welcome to Shrugville. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um also, Garnet is the only like is continue continues to reign as best mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, but also, uh, oh, we have a new sign off. Uh, August won't let me use it. I'm being censored. I want you everyone to know that. 
out there who listens to the podcast. Appar- August won't let me use Be the Wet One You Want to See in the World as the new sign-off of the show. Uh, no. I feel like my creativity is being stifled. <laughs> who knows if who knows if this this hellscape is going to continue to be relevant by the time this episode goes out but yeah <laughs> um, uh but yes also kitty uh steven disregarding the danger that a, that, that a wild animal will pose to you the second it looks like it maybe you can get petted yeah well like, i mean isn't that really all of us though also, it's true. Also, I still like the the way that the show gives Steven space to enjoy things that are not traditionally masculine because I think it's like the first or second thing he says is about how much he likes pink. Yeah. Um and I like yeah, he's like I really like your pink fur. Like I yeah. like how he talks. He talks to the animal I think, like, ostensibly, he knows that it's not going to respond to him. Like, I don't think he thinks that the lion can talk by any stretch or even understand him. I think he just talks to an animal the same way everybody talks to an animal. Yeah. But, like, the way he's just continuously having this conversation is very, is super, super cute. Also is, like, 100% how I treat every stray cat and also most raccoons. Is <laughs> like, this is dangerous, but I really want to touch it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, man, if a raccoon one day will let me pet it, most of the time they don't want me to. Uh, and I respect that because they can bite me very badly. Just just uh, make sure that you keep up on your, your rabies booster, dude. I'll be okay. Um, the, But yeah, the, the, the way that he immediately just starts like playing with Lion is very... Like, there's no... I guess, like, to your point, like, he does explore, like, non-masculine traits like liking pink, but also doesn't have an idea of having a sense of bravado in the face of danger, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's scared or he's happy. He's not try- – Stephen very rarely puts on a front unless he's trying to impress somebody, I guess. Um, well, even even then, like, it isn't sort of like a, a macho bravado front. It's It's – Usually, Look how mature I am. Yeah. Yeah. It, like with the whole, you know, riding a bike in sand to impress Connie, like that wasn't really a macho thing. Mm hmm. Um, the. <laughs> I wrote down here Pearl is, in fact, jealous. Uh, <laughs> I'm not jealous. Yes, you are. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Stop lying. Um, the, I don't, I don't, I remember Pearl and Amethyst having, like, a fraught relationship for a while, um, but I don't remember them being this just, like, nippy and petty at each other. Like, they're 100%, like, as much as, like, Steven and Amethyst's relationship, um, sort of embodies the, what do you call it, the, um... Uh, brother-sister relationship, or a sibling relationship. Like, I feel like Amethyst and, uh, Amethyst and Pearl also have that sibling relationship, but, like, in a much, uh, rougher sort of way. Like, in a, like, siblings who are having, sort of, who have had a falling out, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, honestly, with like Amethyst and Pearl, you know, with with Amethyst and Steven, it's like Steven's the younger sibling and Amethyst is the, the cool sibling who like dropped out of college after a year. Meanwhile, uh, Pearl is like an old, the older sibling and Amethyst is the way younger, like, oops, we had a surprise. Now you have a sibling who's like 20 years younger than you. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Pearl has this level of responsibility, but not in a parental sort of way like she has with Steven. Like, Mm -hmm. she feels like she, you know... It seems as though, like, she feels put upon by by Amethyst in some way. Though I don't... Obviously, they don't straight up hate each other. They still care about each other. Just, like, they're definitely butting heads pretty fucking hard. Also, I was trying to remember the kindergarten... When the kindergarten episode came up this season. It's episode 40. So, this is gonna be a hot minute before this conflict gets resolved. Who boy... Um, the, let's see, back to my notes, uh, do, 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 uh, I like Stephen commenting on the fact that, like, I don't think, I didn't think the gyms had to sleep, and Namus is like, yeah, but I like to. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's... the way she acts so much more human. Yes, that is almost exactly what I wrote down. Although first I wrote down uh, uh, a note about the pillow fort because it's just, you know, it, it's hilarious to me that, you know, Amethyst decides that, you know, well, did she decide to build the pillow fort to put the pillow on or was she building the pillow fort and then she remembered that she had the pillow and then added the, the desert glass pillow to the pillow fort? It's true. I mean, like, on one hand, it's like, Pearl, you need to lay off Amethyst. On the other hand, Amethyst. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Amethyst, you're kind of a mess. <laughs> Pearl's not wrong. She's just mean about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's really interesting the way that Amethyst likes to eat and sleep, um, because it's it's almost like she's sort of a bridge between Stephen and the other two crystal gems. You know, the way that, you know, Steven is bridged between humanity and the gems in general. Have they introduced um, the fact that, per, that the Amethyst doesn't just eat, but also just eats everything? And by everything, I mean inanimate objects as well? Well, I mean, later on, she swallows a rock. Uh, that's true. She, like, will just eat cans because she likes cans. So it gets she starts eating weird shit as the series goes along. <laughs> But also food. Like, she just, like, eats everything. So that's fun. I wonder if that's why Steven's first instinct in uh, a giant woman is to put the rock that Garnet gave him into his mouth. (laughs) You know, also, uh, a similar note, I can't, I would not be able to catch a tennis ball in my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I really liked it, but I liked, uh... When Lion tried to walk in and Steven's like, oh, you're fresh. Like, I thought that was just adorable. <laughs> I don't know why. It It's very cute. Um, okay, here's my next kind of big note. It is interesting and also just heartbreakingly depressing that Steven tries to play with this animal as though it's just another person because he never seem, seemingly interacts with other children. 
Yeah, it's, you know, and, and it's not even the fact that, like, people don't know who he is because clearly, like, he goes through, you know, Beach City and people talk to him. They know him. They they see him around pretty frequently, even though at least the, the guy who owns all the stuff on the boardwalk probably wishes he'd see less of Steven. Mr. Smiley, thank yeah. you very much. Um, so it's like... It is really sad and, you know, kind of interesting that Stephen doesn't seem to have any close friends. And I actually had a note written down here um, wondering about if this is meant to reflect on Stephen's biracialness. Um, and this is why I thought the, uh, article that you linked me to. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, there was sort of some Steven Universe news. <laughs> there was that really fa- there was that really, that, that, that very well-written article. Um, let me scroll up. It's bef- there we go. It's after the SpongeBob Garnet. Okay. Yeah. Paper Magazine did an interview with, uh, Rebecca Sugar and Noel Stevenson titled, uh, In Conversation, Rebecca Sugar and Noel Stevenson, um, where they, you know, basically she, the the interviewer, she has both Noelle Stevenson and, and Rebecca Sugar there doing interviews for the show. Uh, sorry, go on, go on, August. Well, um, you know, the article was talking about, like, uh, was it that article? I thought there was another article. It, it's actually another article that you linked uh, further up from the New York Times uh, by Nicole Clark uh, that was talking about... Uh, uh, her oh, the healing power of Steven Universe by no- Noel no Nicole Clark. Blah, yeah, sorry. yeah, talking about how like it helped her come to terms with like some parts of her biracial identity, um, and obviously as a couple of white people, you know, it's not something that you know we should really be critiquing, but it was something that I noticed, and then coincidentally you linked me to that article and it's like, Oh, okay. Maybe I'm not just, you know, reading too much into it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Rebecca, I I think the, the, the themes are there. I don't know how much Rebecca Shooker goes into it. Cause for, to my knowledge, uh, I don't a hundred percent know Rebecca Shooker's ethnicity, but, uh, she, I, I've never heard her talk about in interviews, about like she's alluded to it and kind of like thought about the themes but never has been explicit like this is what this story was about you know mm-hmm. i think it's just one of those things that you can't you can't get away from if you're doing a person who you know like if you're using the sort of metaphors of aliens and like aliens and humans and all that jazz right yeah uh, the but yeah the that that was a very good article that i really enjoyed um, and brought up a lot of interesting points that obviously, like, I had, you know, the, the lens that I have to view Steven Universe from is, you know, much more narrow and different than the one that, that Noel or Nicole, geez, Nicole Clark, uh, presents in the article. And, uh, like, I guess, like, it's one of those things where it's like Steven can be your stand in for person who feels like an outsider, I guess. Mm hmm. Um, because there's, that theme is definitely, like, front, like, to the front of, like, being different from your peers and trying to figure out how to deal with those aspects of yourself and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and, 
it does it, it's kind of steven's isolation from other other kids i think leans into that though also we never see any other goddamn the only two other children in beach city it seems like are Petey and onion and onions barely a child mm. um we'll get into there's so many dumb themes like th- my favorite dumb steven U- this is not a serious steven universe theory but as this theory went on everyone was trying to figure out the identity of like the the diamond authority and the my favorite bunk theme that people would put forward uh, oh. and present like fake evidence is like, onion is yellow diamond <laughs> yes i remember i remember seeing that and the primary uh the the primary evidence that was posited was uh none of the gems have ears and onion doesn't have ears so clearly <laughs> onion is a gem <laughs> that's my uh, my favorite thing is as the seasons go on people just like posting the most ridiculous like like crackpot evidence for the onion is yellow diamond that was always fun fun on the reddit um but yeah like the like steven's isolation from other kids and seemingly being kind of alone with his experiences is is very sad in retrospect like the first time you watch the series you're like yeah but as like the thing goes along you're like where the fuck are steven's does steven have friends like he has people who know him and are friendly to him but he doesn't really have friends until he like meets connie and then connie will eventually start showing up more (laughs) as the series goes along Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's really uh like quietly hard pardon me hiccup there it's a quietly heartbreaking yeah Uh. and it's (laughs) it's made doubly so because like steven just seems fine with it like yeah, he, he doesn't know yeah he's he's just like yeah it's it's cool i can just play with this lion that i randomly found in the desert you know i don't need <laughs> friends i got and this then, magic cat and then you combine that with the fact that you know the gems are frequently having to leave him at home to go off on adventures to kill like living islands off screen and it's just like it really paints a picture of of Steven as like just his situation is is just really really upsetting if you think about it too much right and it's one of those things where it's like it would be if if I didn't know the series as well, it would be one of those things where it's like, well, this is just like kind of a, a happenstantially sad thing that the series, uh, you know, puts out there, but doesn't spend a lot of time dwelling on until it spends five seasons dwelling on like Steven's like isolation, how he doesn't really feel human or Jim. Like he struggles with these mm-hmm. ideas and the fact that he doesn't have friends or doesn't go to school. Um, especially like in much later when we get to Steven Universe future when he's like 16 and he has to interact with other teenagers and he's like, oh, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, so. this isn't like Harry Potter where it just like flat out refuses to engage with the very blatant child abuse that Harry is enduring for like, what, five books? Yeah. Exactly. Like, no one wants to acknowledge... Now, given Stephen's a much better home situation... Like, his home situation's not great, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not We are not trying that... to imply that the gyms are, in fact, abusive to Stephen. They're, no, in fact, no, very no, loving no. and supporting. They're just not great. Like, they, they fuck up, but they're also... You know, they're just people. Yeah, exactly. 
they don't fuck up any more than any regular person would. Um, uh, Steven's Pizza Logic is very sound. It is. Cats um, love fish. Everyone loves pizza. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't love that pizza, but that's okay <laughs> to each their you own. You don't want fish stew pizza? I absolutely do not. Um, um, we'll have to make fish stew pizza one day. I also uh, I should of... get Binging with Babish to do that. And by oh I God. should get, I mean, I should make a comment and get people to upvote it. I don't know Binging with Babish. His name's not Binging with Babish. That's not a person's name. Um. Maybe he can <laughs> invite Sola back. Yeah, they can make fish stew pizza together. And she can I, get fairly con- compensated for her video. Yeah, Sola and Babish, you're both welcome on the podcast anytime. Yes. Uh. <laughs> um, I did think it was it was something that stuck out to me was mm-hmm. the way that Steven said this place is jumping uh, when it's just on uh, Onion and Ronaldo uh, sitting in there. Right. And like, yeah, it's a gag. You know, it's like a sight gag. But there are very few things in this show that are just sight gags. Right. And so it, it really raises some questions to me about like the state of Beach City and Beach City's economy. It... A couple of times, they, they never, the show never gets too deep into it because, you know, that that's not what this show is about, you know? Well, no, um, but I mean, like, you know, is Beach City, like, is this actually hopping for Beach City? Like, is it, you know, it gets ravaged by monsters relatively regularly. Is, you know, is it just some place that doesn't get a lot of people on the reg? Or is this just, you know, Stephen has no concept for what constitutes good business at a food shop because he primarily does walk up at the window uh, to get fry bits. Right. Demands fry bits. <laughs> um, the, the thing, I, I, I've wondered about this. And I wonder what the population of the world looks like, to be perfectly honest. Because, like... At some point, we'll see a picture of the globe, and the world doesn't look like they're on Earth, but it doesn't look like our Earth. Like, there's a giant crater where Russia should be. Um, you know, well, there's, you know, giant strawberry fields covered in, you know, huge weapons, like... Giant floating islands in the sky, because <laughs> I'm assuming that, like, I'm assuming that all of the places that Stephen has been taken have not been off-planet yet. No, these are all, Stephen hasn't been, like, Stephen, I don't think we get off planet, off, off planet until late into season three, mm-hmm. and that's when we go to the moon, so. Moon's haunted. It is, yes. <laughs> um, it's also a wizard. There's a wizard there. Nice. Um, <laughs> shout outs to Mac. Uh, but yeah, like. So I don't know if the population of the world is just very sparse by comparison or what what is up uh, mm-hmm. with that. But I don't think Beach City is doing great because it seems to be uh, a, a point of consternation for Mayor Dewey uh, a number of times throughout the series. Okay. He's drumming up. Because there's also, uh, what is it? Ocean Town uh, is, mm. a nearby, is a nearby city. That is uh, their rival. And I wonder if Ocean Town does better than Beach City does. 
I just want you to know that little bit hopped off of the uh, shelf behind me so hard that it showed up on my waveform. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I have a note here that says, no one gives a fuck about your podcast. I mean, blog, Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Ronald- a move. Ronaldo is us, really. Yeah. Um, if I'm sure, if I wasn't sure that there was already a podcast named Keep Beach City Weird would have also been a good name for this show. Oh my god. Um, oh, uh, my last note that I have here is the action scene in this, in this episode is fucking dope. Like the, uh, yes. the desert glass fight, whatever, is good. It's real fucking good. It's, it's very good. The use of the limited color palette is phenomenal. Um, I did have a note that Amethyst sure gets flung around a lot, huh? Yeah, these whip her just... fucking ass around. She's yeah. like she's like the only cartoon character in this cartoon. Yeah. Um Yeah. The I I did make a, a big note about the the color palette during the, the sandstorm sequence. It is so good. Yeah, it's choice actually all three of these episodes i have the same note on every episode but all three of these episodes have really good little action scenes in them that are Mm -hmm. like well choreographed and well animated um also the music's really good it's it's got a very sailor moon vibe yeah uh, fighting the desert glass yeah so um and then the, the i guess like my my real actual final note is my heart uh, cracked into a trillion pieces when Stephen grabbed Lion's eye and went, wink. Uh. (laughs) See, my actual... So, uh, I have two notes after that. In Mm. my defense, I forgot, which is mood. Uh, (laughs) And the we kept Amethyst and then Pearl's laughter afterward. Oh, yeah, me shit. It made me really uncomfortable especially with the way that amethyst was standing in the background because it's just like the the way that pearl the the way that pearl reacts to that particular statement i i do feel like garnet was just trying to be funny mm-hmm. uh in a really weird deadpan way but right. the way that pearl reacted made me think that she was like Oh, we didn't decide to keep Amethyst. Yeah, it's, like again, like I wish, uh, I wish that the kindergarten episode what was the name of it. It's episode forty, uh, which is on the run. Yeah, uh, when we get to on the run, a lot of this will come to the head, and I think some of this is gonna fall off relatively soon, because um, like the next three episodes. So many birthdays, Lars and the Cool Kids and Onion Trade are really like Lars and the Cool Kids and Onion Trade are very much about kind of background characters. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like this is kind of like coming to the conclusion, like this is kind of like setting all of that up that we kind of got the most of in Tiger Millionaire when it comes to Amethyst. So we're setting up that plot point. We're going to move on and start setting up different plot points for different people um, and then start really sort of 
like dive like we're basically we're, we're setting up all of the pins for these character investigations that we're going mm-hmm. to knock down later. Um, but yeah, like I was like, man, Pearl's like an asshole. These three episodes, like yeah. she's not the the thing that makes it like more complex is like you can see kind of where Pearl gets so fucking frustrated too, like. Like, she's, a, she's an asshole about it. She's not considerate of Amethyst's feelings. But also, it's not like Amethyst is being very considerate either. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it, it, the whole thing is partially Amethyst's fault. And also, Steve, Steven maybe shouldn't have yeeted the fucking evil sand monster creating thing into the beach. Yeah. Uh, but he's, like, 11. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so he gets a pass, sort of. Yeah, he he doesn't yet have a fully formed brain with uh, impulse control capabilities. Right. And Amethyst should... Amethyst is working through some issues, that's for fucking sure. Yeah. Um, our girl, Amethyst. Uh, even though I still love Pearl quite a bit... Uh, Pearl, we're going to come to a lot of Pearl, we're going to start unpacking Pearl's garbage later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Pearl is also carrying around a lot of garbage. Um, but that's, that's pretty much all my notes on Steven's Lion. What do you think is up with Lion? Um, I think that he is some sort of gem magical bullshit. Uh, specifically because he's, he's magic. pink <laughs> and magic and explicitly found in a place with some other gem magical bullshit. What do you think's up with the monsters? Um, I think I've been spoiled on this. Oh, fucking internet. I... I don't know for sure, but, like, aren't the monsters, like, the remains of, like, the, the damaged remains of of other gems? Uh, yeah, they're corrupted gems. Okay. So they're not the remains. Those gems are still alive. They're just corrupted. Some of them are, air quotes, dead. They've been shattered. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, like, for the most part, the ones that we've been seeing have been, like, corrupted gems. Um, stupid internet. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Arcade Mania. Who oh boy. All right, the official synopsis of Arcade Mania. Steven takes the Crystal Gems to Funland Arcade, where Garnet learns the allure of video games. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that, 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 that ain't it. Chief. No, not even. We're off <laughs> not, again. They stopped. Not even a they watched bit. a few episodes and stopped. Yeah. So the episode begins with the Crystal Gems walking through an underground cave where I assume it is cold. Um, they're on a cliff ledge, and Steven's making that swooshy noise that you make when you wear a big poofy jacket. Uh, it's like the perfect noise. It's like, did they just go get up? Did, did Foley go get a poofy jacket and walk around in it is what I think happened. Um, uh, Steven ends up falling off of the platform that they are on after some, uh, some sort of teasing from Amethyst. Uh, Garnet catches him 
and then beats the ever living shit out of a fucking monster. Um, yep. And a bunch of parasites, <clears throat> drill parasites, come off of it and dig into the ground. And Garnet's like, they're not going to come back. Or if they do, I'll beat their ass too. Um, so to celebrate their victory, uh, Stephen takes the gems to the Funland Arcade. Um, he has a bunch of quarters uh, in his poofy jacket. I feel like that's the whole reason he was wearing the poofy jacket to begin with. Uh, and he wasn't, in fact, cold. He just wanted something to hold all of his quarters. Um, so uh, Steven sets everybody up with different different games. He gives Pearl uh, the game. What is it called? Roadkiller. Um, Roadkiller. Uh, gets Amethyst onto skee-ball. And then after a couple of failed attempts, gets Garnet onto Meat Beat Mania. Which I swear to God, I thought would yell, yelled, uh, get ready to beat that meat. But apparently, I guess they really could not have gotten that through the censors, to be perfectly honest. I can't believe they got meat beat mania through the censors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Smiley discovers some of the damage that the gems have caused and also Amethyst cheating. So, uh... Steven grabs Pearl and Amethyst head back home. Uh, the next morning, Steven's like, hey, what's our next mission? And Pearl's like, I don't know. Garnet tells us our missions. Uh, and uh, Steven is like, well, whatever. I'm going to go outside and look for more quarters. Uh, while he's outside, he's attacked by the drill parasites. Amethyst and Pearl come to help out, but there's too many. Uh, they make their way to the boardwalk where they're like, where is Garnet? Uh, Garnet is still playing Meat Beat Mania. She seems to be entranced by the video game. Uh, Steven, uh, initially, uh, tries to distract Garnet from the video game to get her into the fight, uh, but then decides that he must win to stop Garnet, uh, and then he tries multiple times to beat Garnet at the game, and it, it doesn't work, and then he, uh, basically destroys the machine, uh, Garnet is released from her trance, goes out and helps to fight off the drill parasites, uh, but Mr. Smiley makes Steven clean up the arcade to, I guess, pay off the debt of multiple destroyed arcade machines, uh, the end. Yeah. Um, this, what did I have? Steven so, wearing sandals in the ostensible cold is such a white boy move. He's, it's true. Steven never, is never not wearing flip flops. That's, uh, that, that's just fantastic. It's true. Uh, the my first note I have for this episode is in regards to Amethyst making the Swiss swish noise and getting Stephen in trouble with Pearl is I used to do this exact shit to my little brother all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred percent. Yes, this is this is what siblings do to each other. They just get themselves. They get them in trouble with other people. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Uh, the fight scene of Garnet doing, like, the fucking Bruce Lee, uh, on the, like, blocking dummy thing, mm -hmm. uh, with the gym monster is great. It's, like, sick as shit, frankly. It's, it's really good, but also that sure did look like she put her fist up a butthole, didn't it? It kinda did, yeah. Uh, I wrote it down, Garnet continues to be Wife City. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> Um, the, I think, so we had a couple of questions on our Discord. You should join our Discord. The link is now in the description of the episode. It's in the description of every episode. 
um, where you can come and talk to us and some other people about the show. Oh, yes. Um, I, uh, it was, Will. I would like to address that mm-hmm. when we get to that specific point. Oh, that's why, like, I was about to at, at the point where, like, Steven is putting everybody on their games. Oh, so yeah. um, it's kind of interesting because I think um, it's, like, right before uh, Steven matches oh, I, up So I guess gyms. Will's questions because I just realized we both read it and then didn't say it out loud. Uh, <laughs> so oh. Will in our Discord asked, uh, why does Steven think Pearl would like the car game? Um, but So, yeah, um, go on. Sorry. Right before... Uh, right before he matches up the gems with the games that he thinks they'd like, mm-hmm. uh, Pearl said something about like not seeing the purpose of fun, I think, or something like that. I forget how she phrased it. I think and it's something like human uh, humans come up with such interesting ways to distract themselves. No, I think she said waste their time. Oh, that's it. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and... God damn, if that doesn't tell you so much about who she is as a person. It's true. Oh, I wrote, uh, I forgot in, in, um, later in this episode, I have the note, Pearl is studying the blade. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, which I think I'll point out basically every time Pearl is studying the blade, but, uh, but yeah, like it's real. I don't know why Steven thinks that she would like that car game. I think maybe I, if if I had to hazard a guess, Pearl is probably the only one of the gems who knows how to drive a car, and Stevens latched latched on to that. Uh, yeah, that that seems likely because I don't think because like in some ways it seems like with with Pearl and Ameth- Amethyst, it, it almost feels like Stephen is. Uh, kind of like matching them with with things that might that might you know they might learn from like Pearl really needs to learn to lighten up and Amethyst could stand to learn some control because you need decent control to actually be able to sink ski balls yeah but um and I think it's like I think it's also that impulse you have when you're a kid where it's like this is a thing that you're vaguely interested in but your parents don't have any knowledge of like, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, you know, I imagine kids these days just don't have that same issue with their parents if they go to an arcade. You know what I mean? Like, because kids these days, their parents also grew up playing video games because they're like, oh, yeah, video games. I know what video games are. You and know, then named their kids Sephiroth. Yeah. 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 Bad parents, you know. Uh, <laughs> don't name your kids Sephiroth. Don't. Just don't. Um, they're going to get made fun of, but also the kids at their school are never going to get that reference. So, like, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe it's partially that. Like, it's it's weird because, like, Amethyst seems to have an understanding of what this place is. Because, like, she's the one who's like, don't we need money to do this? Um, so she knows what the arcade is. So she's probably yeah. been to the arcade, I bet you. Well, at the uh, very least, like, we have seen uh, Amethyst and Steven uh, on the boardwalk multiple times. Like, obviously, like, the, the four of them were at the, like, little carnival thing with the teacups, 
But, you know, we've seen Amethyst and Steven also out kind of on the boardwalk area going to get fry bits together. So it's right. like... They, they, they were probably just hanging out. The red eye thing just kind of happened. Like, yeah. while they were out. not It wasn't the impetus for them to be out. So one would assume that they go out and hang out together. We will also find out, I don't know this season or if maybe it's next season, but Amethyst has other friends who aren't the Jims and Greg, who are humans. <laughs> um... So like, okay, Ameth- yeah, Amethyst. Okay, has one friend who is not the Jims or Greg, who is a human. Um, I'm not going to say any more because who that person is is gonna blow your fucking mind. Oh boy. Um, but but is it like, Lars? I feel like Lars, Lars and Amethyst Lars. would get along. No, no, this is an this is a person who is older, who's like Greg's age. I did think it was also uh, kind of interesting, uh, and I guess this was this was kind of answered later in the episode, but it, it was like, oh, Steven has money, and he's obviously not getting it. Like, this confirms that he's not getting it from the gems at all. Right. Uh, they don't seem to have a, like, I don't think Pearl and uh, Garnet quite understand money. Amethyst seems to understand you needed to get stuff. Yeah. Like Well, well, well okay, no, that's not, not true. Pearl paid for the the cookie cats. Yeah, I was just thinking that mm-hmm. because it's like but Amethyst knows enough to know that she's anti-capitalist to steal from the big box chain stores. Right. Though she probably shouldn't be stealing from Mr. Smiley. He's having a tough time. <laughs> that, yeah. that guy is a small business owner and he's having a bad time. <laughs> That's why I specified big box chain store. It's true. Um, but yeah. Just also, which one of these buttons is my turn signal? <laughs> Fucking Christ, Pearl. Uh, I, I, I put down uh, when Pearl, in regards to Pearl playing that game, is like, Pearl is the embodiment of my anxiety where the machine is yelling, uh, you're a failure <laughs> or whatever. You're terrible. Oh. That's right. When it's like, you're terrible. She's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, mm. Mm, this feels like some, this is some this is some brain moods right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, later on, Pearl is uh, studying the blade as she is wont to do. So that's good. Yep. Uh, I like the joke, uh, like the joke of Amethyst telling Stephen to slam his head into a bowl. Uh, some solid sibling vibes going on again. Also, I don't yeah. know why Pearl does nothing to stop that, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> she's like, I-, I can't stop. I know, she knows what battles she can and cannot win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like, this is probably the, not the weirdest thing Amethyst has tried to incite Steven to do, and it's incredibly harmless, so. Yeah. It's like, well, he won't die doing this. Uh, my next note is, oh god, change the milk shirt, oh god. <laughs> Because he just runs out and we never see it. So he just goes out on the beach and I'm sure it's soaked with milk because he's a filthy fucking creature. Jesus, yeah. Steven. Um, yeah. I hope he, Pearl, Pearl would make him change that shirt. Like, she's too, she's too neat. She'd be like, get out of the milk shirt. Put on a clean shirt. Oh my God. Yeah. You can't go out covered in dried milk. No son of mine. Um, 
I also like how we find out how Steven gets his spending money, which is by combing it's the beach so for quarters. Cute. It's cute, With but a, also a little sad. But it's a metal mutt. It is very, it is very cute. Uh, also, did he lose the other metal? When he finds the other metal mutt, <laughs> uh, did he lose that metal mutt? Was that just on the beach already? Um, Who knows? What'd you say? Who knows? It's true. Uh, a little note that I had here, it's interesting that Steven does, like, a very competent, like, action role out of the way of the initial drill parasite. Like, looks very much capable of, of doing that fight in just, like, a purely instinctual basis. It's, like, I, like, I feel like they're slowly implying, like, oh, Steven's picking up how to do this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Um... It's very that it's very very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean we're eleven episodes of mischief and mayhem into the into the series, and it's like not unreasonable, especially because Stephen historically has been so very much about trying to prove himself uh, as being capable to the other gyms. It wouldn't surprise me if he's you know doing combat roles around on the beach just you know a because it's fun and b because it's like gotta get strong so i can go fight living islands yeah well i think it's interesting that he like he does that perfect off of instinct and the second he has to think about fighting the thing he doesn't do well you know like he's internalized some parts of this and he's not quite gotten there but it's interesting to see his progress um what did you think about the the epic meat beating duel so I I deeply enjoyed the reference to the whole like anime ass bullshit where it's like, well, I have to beat this person at this game to get them to do something. But it's very clear that Steven is nowhere near like even even outside of like supernatural gem bullshit, Steven is a ten year old child going up against somebody who is thousands of years old and has fully developed motor skills right and has has been shown to be like just an expert combatant yeah so so it's it's actually genuinely nice to see that trope kind of subverted because there's no reason why steven should win that what, like absolutely none. What did? How did you feel about uh, Garnet's third eye? <laughs> so, because I know what Garnet is, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that like Sapphire has like an ability to kind of like see probabilities and stuff, and like that third eye represents because uh, Ruby has two eyes and Sapphire only has the one. Right. Like that's definitely Sapphire's. Uh, uh, Sapphire's abilities activating to predict where the uh, game wants you to uh, place your movements. Mm-hmm. I so. feel like they, they do a pretty good job at alluding to that, too, because Pearl's like, yeah, she has, like, extrasensory extra powers that guide us toward our missions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it, it's <clears throat> very fun. The first time, I feel like the first time I was like, why the fuck does Garnet have three eyes? Like, you know. It's one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, yes, they were dropping very early. Like, yes, Garnet is a fusion. Like, mm-hmm. all of these clues are here. Um, 
it is Steven destroying that arcade machine is the most viscerally violent thing this show has done so far. It it's also like the most violent thing Steven has done. It's true. Also good hinting at Steven's suit like Steven's powers like just tearing that fucking thing to shreds. Mhm. Yeah, and I mean this isn't the first time that we've seen him exhibit kind of super strength anyway. Right, right. And I I just feel like this is the like I feel like this is the most sort of visceral and straightforward look at that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also very well animated, frankly. Like, it's very much that, like, into the anime, like, I've got to save you thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 I was just like, this is really violent. Like, this is the most violent thing. Like, we watched, uh, Garnet fist a fucking monster to death slightly earlier in this episode, and this is still more violent than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's all in the framing. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's just interesting that they put the emphasis, put that emphasis here. Um, and then my final note is Stephen saying to Mr. Smiley, I'm working as me every day at work. <laughs> yeah, that's a mood. It's true. Um, so... I thought, you know what? I didn't realize there there was as much meat on the bones of Arcade Mania. I thought Arcade Mania was going to be much lighter uh, than this. What? Meat on the bones? Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't mean to make that pun. I didn't meet to make that pun. The uh <laughs> Brian, I'm going to drive up to Tennessee. <laughs> I'm the best. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, any other any other uh, notes or comments about uh, Arcade Mania here? Nope, that was it. No, okay. Yeah, I thought it was. A free, I thought it was still a pretty cute episode. It gave us like some sort of a, a little bit of like ex, like some character work, and then a little bit of like uh, pulling the curtain back a little bit on everybody's powers, particularly like Garnet and Steven. So, um. And finally, our episode, our final episode of the week, uh, episode 12, Giant Woman, uh, the um, official synopsis, during a mission to the Sky Spire, Steven tries to convince Amethyst and Pearl to fuse together to become and become a giant woman. Okay, sure. Yeah. It's close. Yeah, um, I mean... I, I believe that the person who wrote that may have had it on in the background at some point. Yeah, they were like, uh, yeah, that's what happened, yeah. Um, so the episode begins with uh, Pearl and Amethyst. They're playing checkers. Uh, every time one of them loses a piece, uh, Steven hits them with a water balloon, which is, this is a version of checkers I'm down for, to be perfectly fucking frank. Um, uh, Amethyst loses and gets hit by all of the, uh, all of the water balloons, makes a remark that uh, it feels good to lose. Pearl gives her a hard time about it. They have an argument. Uh, but Garnet returns, and uh, Pearl goes to greet Garnet. Garnet has located the geode. Is it the geode beetles? Uh, the heaven and uh, earth beetle. 
I think they're called yeah. the geode beetles, but the heaven and earth beetle. The earth beetle is at the bottom of a lava lake, and the heaven beetle is at a sky spire. Uh, Garnet goes to retrieve the earth beetle because she's the only one that can swim in lava, uh, <laughs> which at the time didn't make any sense, but now that I know more about Garnet, makes a lot more sense, um, and sends Amethyst and Pearl and Steven to the sky spire to retrieve the heaven beetle. Um, uh... Pearl and Amethyst had previously talked about uh, reasons why they don't form Opal anymore. Basically, that they, you know, they uh, are not really compatible. And Stephen is very enthralled by the idea of fusion. Uh, while they're at the Sky Spire, Stephen constantly is sort of like prodding them to to fuse, uh, and sings a song, "Giant Woman." Uh, it's our first. I think it's our first. Basically, since Cookie Cat, this has been our first song since Cookie Cat, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, no. He th There's the Serious Steven little song he plays. But this is like a real song, I feel like. Um, but Sings Giant Woman. Uh, they get to the top of the Sky Spire where they discover Bum Bum Bum. The Heaven Beetle is not in her little castle. Um, they are attacked by a giant bird monster. Uh, Steven is like, listen, you guys have got to form Opal. <laughs> to fight this giant bird monster. And finally, Pearl and Amethyst are like, yeah, that, you know what? This is probably the thing that we should probably do. Uh, they try to form Opal. It's obvious from their dancing that they are not going to be compatible. Uh, they have an argument and Steven's like, hey, everybody stop arguing. We're being attacked by a giant bird monster. And right on cue, it's eaten by a giant bird monster. Um, inside of the bird monster, Steven discovers the heaven beetle. Uh, he is freed by four uh, creepy arms that, like, come bursting into the monster. It turns out to be Pearl and Amethyst fused into Opal. Um, Opal is chased by the uh, remnants of the giant bird monster, uh, shoots a glowing light arrow at it, uh, and defeats them. Steven is introduced formally to Opal. Uh, they return to the temple where Garnet's like, good job on getting your teammates back on action, Steven. Uh, you're going to be great at fusing one day. And Steven's like, lol, what? I can do what? Fade to black. Uh, giant woman. All right. So, uh, <laughs> my first note is these two are just going mask off at each other from the jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, like, the way that, and I guess maybe this ties into uh, the question that Shannon had for us. Mm -hmm. uh, let me scroll back up to it. Yeah, I'm um, pulled up too. <laughs> yeah, uh, she said, it's always troubled me that Fusion and Steven Universe is kind of linked to romance, yet there are situations in Steven Universe where characters are reluctant participants or even forced to fuse. Um as I or if I recall correctly, Pearl isn't enthused about fusing with Amethyst and Giant Woman. Uh, what's your take on the connection between fusion and romance and the cons consent issues it raises? And yeah. I don't know. I I do find it very interesting and think it contributes to uh, the difficulty that Pearl and Amethy Amethyst have fusing mm -hmm. because they very clearly view fusion as different experiences right and, and what they want to get out of it 
is entirely different. I think it's key to to say here too that like Pearl isn't the only one who's reluctant to fuse because like Amethyst also just doesn't fucking want to either. Yeah, like they are just not they are not in the fucking place. And I know that like fusion is linked to romance in the show. Like a lot of people tie that. uh, But my view of fusion has always been like it's just a metaphor for people's relationships. Uh, Mm -hmm. It gets tied into romance a lot because Garnet exists. And yeah. You know, it's a she's a like she's a walking reminder of fusion, like constantly throughout the show. Um, And we see other like fusions that are kind of based on like a more romantic, uh, romantic sort of vibe. Like Stevani sort of, you know, Stephen and Connie are so young. It's kind of like this. It's more of a representation of like their their fusions are just a representation of relationships. Um, yeah. Whether they be romantic, platonic, because I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say, oh, Stephen ends up fusing with all of the, the crystal gems um, mm-hmm. eventually. Um, and, you know, obviously there's no like, the, you know, there's no like it's a platonic or familial relationship going on there. Um, Stephen also at one point in uh, Stephen Universe, the movie, Stephen fuses with another human who isn't Connie. And it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, the, so you've got that to look forward to in a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> um, oh boy. Yeah, it's great. It's not, I hate it. Um, but like, I think it's, it, 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 I don't, honestly, I don't necessarily see like a consent issue here because they say like just from the jump. Uh, like they, they, they foreshadow heavily of like, okay, so Pearl and Amethyst are not on the same page unless they, they've got a common goal or they need to just react to a thing like, i.e. Mm-hmm. they need to save Steven because obviously they both care very much about Steven. And I don't think they don't care about each other. They're just fucking mad at each other and they're not talking yeah. about their fucking feelings. Yeah. Um. No, that's that's incredibly fair. And I think that. Like, it's also, like, sorry, I'm having a a difficult time gathering my thoughts here. Yeah, no worries. It's, it's definitely not a matter of consent. It's a matter of, like, being able to see past your own nose. Because these two characters are kind of self-absorbed a lot of the time so far. Yeah, these two like, are very in their own fucking heads. Yeah, and it it's, you know, I'm not saying that that makes them bad people, but, you know, they are very clearly dealing with their own bullshit and doing so poorly and taking it out on each other. And, you know, it sucks that it takes... You know, Steven getting eaten by a giant bird monster to uh, get them to put that aside. But, you know, just the fact that they can't, like, it's kind of exemplified in the, the whole uh, the, the whole initial fusion attempt where, uh, you know, Pearl's like, 
well, your dancing was so erratic and Amethyst is like, well, you've known me long enough. You should know how I dance. And neither one of them particularly cares to meet the other halfway. Right. Because like by the same coin, Amethyst also knows how Pearl dances. Like, Mm -hmm. and knew, and it's obvious from like the face, she's trying to throw, she's trying to fuck with Pearl the whole time. Yeah. Like, uh, cause I, 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 I guess we're going to talk about fusion is the thing we're going to talk about with this episode. So I'm not going to go through my chronological notes here. Um, to get out of the way, the song is very cute. I love giant woman. Uh, it's um, a mainstay. Well, there, there, um, there were a couple of things mm-hmm. that I had outside of fusion, but, uh, but yeah, fusion is the, the discussion point. But, you know, Stephen asking the hard-hitting questions that the fandom has surely asked and answered and made shit posts about <laughs> as far as, like, you know, if you eat a hot dog as Opal, whose stomach does it go to? <laughs> um, I mean, the, the way that they treat fusion, the way fusion works is it is not, like, the, the fusion, fusion is not necessarily a the two people inhabiting one form, it is an entirely new being. Yeah. Which, Um, I mean, they do, they do kind of like hit on, uh, hit on that at the end where Steven is like, do you know who I am? Because he does treat Opal as an entirely different person than he would treat Amethyst and, uh, Pearl stacked together in a trench coat. Right. Right. Um, and Garnet is decidedly different from, uh, Sapphire and Ruby too. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's complicated, but it's, it's an interesting, from a sci-fi perspective, like it's a very interesting sort of like this person is both an independent being and also these two people's consciousnesses. Cause like, obviously they both, they, they remember the things that they happened while they're fused, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry, back to, uh, yelling about fusion. Uh, it's just like, you're correct. Like, like these two are. This is 100% like these two people are hurting. It's obvious like they both feel bad, right? Like they both don't feel like they're both having they're both going through some shit and Mm -hmm. only know how like at this point have reached the point where they're so like, frankly, they're both so fucking depressed that all they can do is lash out. Uh, And the only one the only person around them that they can lash out with is the other one because Garnet's not going to take that shit. (laughs) Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and neither one of them wants to put that on Steven. Um, they know well enough to like not take it out on the child, you know? So they're the only two that they have to like, just keep hitting each other because they won't talk about their feelings to one another. Um, mm-hmm. basically most conflicts can be resolved by just talk about your feelings. Cause like when the failed attempt to op- the opal fusion happens, like those two are legit about to throw fucking hands. Like they're yeah. going to fucking fist fight at that point. Like they've, they've hit maximum. We're fucking done with this shit. We're going to fist fight now. Yeah. Um, which is like, it's a, it's such an interesting little piece of animation where like amethyst is like being real aggressive and gets in Pearl's face. And when Pearl pushes her back, like amethyst pulls Pearl's hand back and they just immediately sort of go at each other before Steven stops them. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then Steven has like a little bit of a comic uh, of a joke because the animators are like, we need to relieve some tension. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tension needs to be relieved here. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, just a- as we go along, I think fusion becomes like an interesting fusion is the most interesting fucking thing that Steven Universe brings to its storytelling. Um I'm, okay, it's not the most interesting thing, but it's one of the it's one of the more unique things about Steven Universe and its fantasy storytelling. Uh, yeah, you know, people theoretically anyone confused with anyone, you just have to be kind of like on the same wavelength. Uh, Guillermo del Toro stole from Steven Universe, confirmed. <laughs> Wait, did Steven Universe? Shit, now come we're out? googling this. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I think they're contemporary when... to one another. Pacific Rim was 2013. Oh no, Steven Universe stole it. Yeah. Steven Universe came out in 2015? Uh... Pretty sure? It came out... Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm 90% sure it's 2015. Oh my god. It's not just... Uh, the uh, pilot was May 21st, 2013. 2013. Um, okay, so they are... They are contemporaries, okay. yeah. Alright. Rebecca Sugar well, and Guillermo del Toro drift compatible confirmed. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I... I don't know. I mean... Like you said, you know, the the fusion isn't just drift compatibility, although, yeah, it definitely does immediately make me think of drift compatibility. Right, right. I'm just although, kind of being facetious, but... Well, see, here's the thing. I fucking love Pacific Rim and have a lot of feelings about drift compatibility and what that means with regards to people's relationships with each other, so, you know... um. But, you know, Steven Universe goes that step further where it's like you're creating something entirely new that is greater than the sum of its parts since uh, fusion is a cheap tactic to make weak dr- weak gems stronger. Right. Um, <laughs> Somebody's seen somebody has seen screenshots of Jasper. <laughs> I, I, I have watched the the episodes like the the finale for season one. I have actually watched those episodes. <laughs> So why? Well, I had I had a friend who really wanted me to see like the 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 fusion stuff and and the garnet reveal. So they sat me down and made me watch. Them. Here's the reveal of garnet, a character that you don't have context for. <laughs> I'd seen a couple of other episodes up until that point, That's but fair. yeah, it listen, my my relationship with watching Steven Universe sure is a thing. <laughs> um but yeah, like I, I think it'll be an interesting conversation to return to because I think I don't know when the next let me take a look and see when the next fusion sort of happens. Um I think it's Coach Steven. Yeah. So Coach Steven. So an episode 20 is the next fusion that we get. 
um, who fuses amethyst and uh, garnet into sugalite. <laughs> oh, so that's when we get Nicki Minaj. Yeah, and then we never get sugalite. Never talks again after well, that I episode. Mean, yeah. Um. Because I think they got Nicki Minaj right. Because obviously she was popular when they got her. Uh, but it was before she like blew up, blew up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, yeah, they they actually make a joke about it later in the series. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, so I guess not too far away from the next, the next fusion does not happen too terribly far away in the, the grand scheme of things. Okay. Um, hell lion comes back before we get another fusion mm-hmm. um but so yeah uh I, fusion is definitely an interesting thing to return to uh because it, it becomes like a sticking point throughout the throughout the series and again i feel like is not a metaphor for romance is a metaphor for relationships as a whole uh yeah though we do get some really like way later on we get like this big big polyamorous fusion centipede that i love uh that sounds vaguely terrifying when you phrase it that way no she's fine uh she's a little okay. she's a little terrifying actually but um it's fine she's fine i love her the but yeah so uh i guess other notes uh here that i have for this is um the what I is find Steven's... The, the, the action scene with Opal again, great. Uh, like the like the spinning down the stairs and then her just like fucking anime destroy like doing the anime bow and arrow explosions in the air thing. Mm, mm-hmm. So good. What were you gonna say? What is what is Steven's relationship with his gender? Because during the song, he's like, "If it were me, I'd want to be a giant woman." Look at who Steven's been raised by. He obviously doesn't understand. He does. Steven has been blessed by not understanding what the gender binary actually is. That's true. (laughs) Just let him be. We don't have to give this. We don't have to give that to him. He's got enough shit to deal with. Yeah, that's that's fair. (laughs) Um, The I can just see see Steven being like a gender in this economy. (laughs) butter butterfly guy meme yeah (laughs) um except the butterfly is like i'm sure i can find a picture of amethyst as a butterfly Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um i love immediately like when steven goes to talk to opal like the immediate change in his body language where he goes from like starstruck to straight up just a kid again um mm-hmm. where it's like this kid who's been really wanting something has finally gotten it and is now like oh this is way bigger and scarier than i thought it was gonna be um mm-hmm. that was i thought very good and cute um fun fact do you know who the voice actor for opal is without looking it up i do not it's amy man huh <laughs> Okay. Like somehow Rebecca Sugar continuously gets like voice act like big fucking uh big name voice actors onto the show. And Amy Mann shows back up to be Opal a couple of times. Uh particularly way later in the series, uh you get a duet sung by both Amy Mann and Ted Leo. <laughs> okay. So uh Amy Mann, who is a 
is an important recording artist, not does not demand apparently the same rates as Nicki Minaj does. Uh, <laughs> so that's fair. You know, fair. But uh Um I love the fucking Garnet mic drop, like just immediately sow the seeds that yeah, Steven confused, what do you mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, even though she has no evidence to back that up, except that he has a gem. So, yeah, sure, he should be able to fuse. Yeah, it's fine. He'll figure it out. Yeah. He figured out how to stop having fingers for cats, or cats for fingers. <laughs> fingers for cats. <laughs> it's even more horrifying than the cat fingers, because it's just a cat yes. made out of fingers. Yes. <laughs> Uh, if you thought we could get away from body horror for one fucking episode, you were wrong. <laughs> um, um. But yeah, like, good good introduction to fusion. Uh, I feel like we're doing some, re- like, how much like people the gems feel as opposed to like, it, the, the show could have really leaned into like Steven's family being like the, you know, very stoic sort of heroes you know uh and i mean you know garnet is fairly stoic but she's also a complete goober yeah she's stoic but not in like a like a i guess like i guess maybe not stoic but like they don't come off like your regular fucking parents you know um yeah like, and they, they definitely, like, the gyms are definitely, like, the the more we spend time with them, the more just, like, people with, like, big gaping flaws uh, that they, you know, they are shown to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's very fun to see that, see that happening. Um, all right, I don't think I have anything else. Um, we don't have, we don't have anyone to, to, to fantasy book Steven against this week. Um, so, uh, so one thing I would like to say is like, we, we might die. I feel like we should at some point, not this week. Cause we're already at like an, like my recordings already at an hour 40. So we're probably like realistically yeah. like an hour and a half. Cause we fucked around for a little bit beginning. Um, but some week when we have a slightly more lighter week. I would really like to dive deep into the uh, into that article with Rebecca Sugar and Noel Stevenson because it brings a bunch mm-hmm. of points that I feel very vindicated by. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's the thing: I see a lot of like Shira fans who are like, "The Legend of Korra is seminal in the creation of Shira," and I'm like, I'm not saying it's not. Uh, hell, I think the same animation team is on both shows. Uh, so mm-hmm. obviously it had some some importance there, right? But uh, like Noel Stevenson talking about the things that Rebecca Sh- the the very explicit things that Rebecca Sugar was able to force through, and the amount of uh, uh, the amount of like flack and uh, uh, issues that Rebecca Sugar went through when they were dealing with Cartoon Network's board of directors is also very very interesting and i think it is worth a deep dive but not this week because we're already pushing it time wise and anya wants to play overwatch <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um 
The cats also want to be fed. Ah, they're fine. Little bit. I've you, seen little you, bit. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you you will have so much meowing and little bit jumping up and down to weave <laughs> into this recording. Um, right on cue, little bit. Um, but yeah. So uh, theoretically, uh, I might cut this out. <laughs> Uh, if things go wrong, and I'll probably cut this part out where I talked about cutting it out. Uh, but theoretically, uh, next recording, we're going to have a special guest. Uh, I'm excited. We accidentally got tagged by somebody on Twitter uh, because they were trying to tag apparently an actual podcast called Gay Space Pod. And I feel legitimately bad that I took your Twitter handle. So this is my a public apology to Gay Space Pod. Uh, for taking your Twitter handle. I didn't know that you existed, uh, and the Twitter handle was free, so I took it. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm not giving it up. You'll have to fight me for it, because it's better than Gay, S- <laughs> Gay Space Rocks Pod. It, it's easier to say, so you'll have to fight me for it. Um, but we should uh, hopefully have on uh, Gilda Wabbit uh, next time, and we will be talking about episodes... Uh, 13, 14, and 15, So Many Birthdays, Lars and the Cool Kids, and Onion Trades. We're back to body horror, everybody. We're back uh, <laughs> with So Many Birthdays. It's going to be a good time. Uh, prepare yourselves Ooh. both emotionally and mentally. Uh, feel free to join our Discord and ask questions. We will address your questions on the show if you ask them to us. Um like follow our Twitter and all that jazz, but honestly, Discord is the 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 most direct way to interact with us. Uh, we have a really good community on there. Uh, the link is in the description below. We talk about all kinds of things, not just the podcasts that we're on. Um, this episode will be coming out. So at the end of this, also at the end of this month, on our guild um, Twitch page on Standing Stones Twitch. Uh, we will be doing a two-day live streaming event, 12 hours each day from 11 o'clock Eastern to 11 o'clock uh, Eastern. Uh, we have so many special guests. Uh, we're going to be doing our best to raise money uh, for medics in the Portland area because uh, we have a, a quickly fascistic, becoming uh, overtly fascistic government that is uh, brutally oppressing protesters and these medics need our fucking help uh they need our fucking money to buy fucking supplies and shit and uh so we are going to do our best to raise money with a whole bunch of really cool people so check that out uh keep abreast with that on our guild's twitter page that's stones underscore standing um again you can find me on twitter uh i'm at roomware pod august where can they find you uh i am at harpy dora on twitter uh, check out our other podcasts, The Room Where It Happened, FTL Cast, uh, Dumb Kids Playing Hero. I'm sure something else by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure we'll have two or three more podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I, I can think of at least two that are in the pipe. I so. know, right? Uh, Danielle's should be coming out soon. Uh, the Andalite. Wait, no. Nope. Some kind of and I don't that remember the name of it. Nope. It's Escafil Files. Escafil Files. Right, because Danielle's a coward and wouldn't name it Andalite Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're not a coward, Danielle. I love you. You're you're very brave. Um, and you're braver than any troop. Um, 
so yeah, uh, so tune in next time. We'll have some special guests. Please make sure you tune into our live stream and donate. Uh, it's for a very good cause, and we're really trying to raise as much money as we can because they they desperately need it. Um, and uh, we've got a new sign off. I'm not going to co- I'm not going to copy uh, Austin Walker this time. Uh, so uh, remember. No, uh, no, I want to do okay, it. Okay, you I can do, do you it. You can do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Okay, there it is. <laughs> and remember, everybody, be like Cookie Cat. Leave your family behind. Peace. Peace. it's brian and i just wanted to thank you for listening if you've enjoyed us please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice or telling your friends about us or tweeting about us by adding us on twitter at RoomwarePod. we are also part of a non-profit podcasting guild called standing stone productions we do a variety of shows including follow the leader the escafil files and gay space rocks we also do live streams at twitch.tv forward slash standing stones prod uh, you can keep up with us in everything that we do on Twitter. It's at Stones underscore Standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot to us, and thank you so much. <laughs>